1690 a.m. in Montreal. For CGLO News, I'm Regine Batzorek. Last Tuesday, the Concordia Student Union opened the doors to their new daycare for student parents. Sarah Michelle Chalmers, a part-time Concordia anthropology student, told CBC that mornings have been greatly simplified since her son started at the new daycare. Quote, I just drop him off in the morning, do my homework, and go to class. End quote. The daycare is located in a heritage building on Bishop Street that belongs to the university. It has room for 52 preschoolers, including 10 spaces for babies. Concordia already has two other daycare centers, one at Sir George Williams and the other one on Loyola campus, but they focus on accommodating staff and faculty, leaving little room for student parents. For too long, the voices of our matriarchs, our knowledge keepers, and our water carriers were omitted. They were silenced and they were ignored. We were left out of conversations directly affecting our families, our communities, our nations. Today, this changes. That was the voice of Francine Joe, the president of the Native Women's Association of Canada, during a signing ceremony in Ottawa on Friday. The NWAC signed an agreement with the federal government to give Indigenous women greater say in federal decision-making processes that impact Indigenous peoples. According to APTN News, the agreement states the parties will jointly establish policy priorities that they will review and discuss on a semi-annual basis through meetings with the Minister of Crown Indigenous Relations Canada, the Minister of Indigenous Services Canada, and other key federal cabinet ministers. Joe also added, quote, After 45 years of NWAC advocating for women of many Indigenous nations, this is the first time Canada is entering into an agreement to ensure fair and equal inclusion of Indigenous women, girls, and gender-diverse people in the development and design processes of programs, services, policies, and laws, end quote. FOMO is real, and FOMO during a holiday like the Valentine's is even realer. That's why Project Kindness, a St. John's-based volunteer group, wants people to make cards to give to strangers on the streets and in long-term care homes. According to CBC, Hassan Hai, the group's, quote, chief kindness officer, said he got the idea a year ago. Quote, there's a ton of people who get cards from maybe loved ones or even classmates, but there's also a significant number of people who, you know, just don't have that connection or maybe could use a kind gesture, end quote. Hai put out the call for people to make the cards together, and they were able to make over 2,000 cards and even got donations from different care homes and senior centers and charities. The cards will go to long-term care homes as well as organizations such as Choices for Youth and Stella Circle. To hear the newscast and learn more about the news team, visit cglo.com news. You're listening to CJLO, 16 a.m., 1690 a.m. Wow, I already messed up. (laughs) (laughs) And we're here for it. I'm Amanda, and I'm here with Cammie and Annabelle. 
What's up, guys? So our podcast is called, as Amanda said, Here For It. We are going to be talking about a variety of different topics every week, from relevant hot topics to a deeper look on themes such as friendships, love, silly relatable stories, and so on. So that being said, I'm going to pass you on to Annabelle, who will start us off with our very first topic for the very first time. Hi guys, so I know it's week four of college and I should be studying more, but I found myself having a Netflix problem lately, and because of the Netflix problem, I think that I have more to talk about than, you know, the actual things I should be talking about, like my studies. So I don't know if any of you have been, I've watched you, I mean it's all over the internet, and memes are all over the place, which is one of the reasons why I watched it, because I wanted to understand the memes. Mm -hmm. So what were your thoughts about it? I have a lot of thoughts, but I want (laughs) to see how you guys feel. About it first. I literally have been waiting for you to come out since I think end of end of summer. Um, first, it was just because Penn Badgley was in it. I was like, "What's going on?" Gossip Girl. Yeah, That's Gossip my Girl. Main uh, Dan Humphrey and they were advertising that for a really long time. Yeah, really. Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to come out in October for Halloween, I guess, and then it was like January, and finally it was out. And I binged watched it in like a whole day. It's it dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> that was my problem. So I, I did it in two days and I thought it was healthier, but is it really? I don't think so. No, definitely not. But okay, there's a big problem with this show. I mean, as much as it might be entertaining yeah. for like that first little bit, it's definitely problematic. And I think that's something we definitely should talk about. But it was like really interesting. What I liked about it was, is like, it was really psychological and it played with it because mm. like it follows joe a manager at a bookstore and spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it by the well, way yeah well this is your fault at this point if you haven't <laughs> yeah. seen it i just want to say that without revealing too much he's basically a star oh no we can reveal They'll yeah be okay, okay. We'll, we'll reveal i guess <laughs> so watch out um yeah so he's um he's a stalker and he meets beck who's just who starts flirting with him but the moment he sees her she's basically the love of his life and he has to have her and what's so creepy about the show is that technically from an outside point of view without knowing the stalker bit he's kind of the perfect boyfriend he's very supportive no no that that was no but i'm trying i understand what she's trying to say absolutely if we cancel all the (laughs) if we cancel all the watching through the window and casual facebook stalking yeah if you don't know what's going on in the background then you would definitely say that you know he's he's your typical nice guy yeah Yeah, definitely i guess watch out (laughs) yeah but i guess because the show shows us like what's going on in the background then right off the bat your average person would know that there's there's something wrong there. Yes. Yeah. It's a bit of a creep mood going on. With the stalking and the, you know, following her around and, yeah. and you know, getting to know, like, every detail about her through her social media, which is another really through problematic thing. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely wrong. Definitely. And I think the way he analyzed her, at first I was like, oh, this is so smart. But then <laughs> a part, and then it got kind of condescending. It's oh, not no, like, you sure. don't know how to do this, Beck, but I'll do it for you. Oh, that's or weird. Clearly, you cannot do... It's like... No, I can't w- deal with that. What you going to be with somebody who doesn't know how to do anything? Mm. The whole thing was... To me, I was like, okay, so he's just really analyzing her. And then his voice just became more and more... I don't know. If he actually said these things out loud, I think mm-hmm. she would have loved him less. Because he thought... His, the thoughts he had about her were not that positive. Like, you can't pick friends right. You don't know how to do yes. this. You don't know how to do that. You need help for this. Your house is a mess. The bank is oh, we'll fix this later. And it's kind of like he was... That's why I wasn't like... He probably hasn't fallen in love with her mm-hmm. because he kept thinking about no, fixing he, her. He can't be in love with her. He's Yeah. He's obsessive and 
controlling I mean, a, a psychopath like he's, yeah the things he does like he was he liked her friend peach which first of all i don't what what is that name anyways <laughs> and it was like peaches and peach i'm like what is it because she was like i'm going to peaches and then she said peach i'm like so which name is the real name i think it's peaches like apostrophe s uh, I feel like that's <laughs> such an unimportant detail of the show. But actually, I want to know because why would anyone? Okay, I just I'm gonna Google to see. Wait, I want to I want to bring it to though. Okay, so we all watched it. Yeah, We're, we all agree that we we see what is wrong. Yeah. with the main character, but I want to bring it to because I was looking on Twitter afterwards, and I, I feel like this was inevitable. It was all over social mm-hmm. media, and we were seeing it. So the problem here was that girls were tweeting. Um, Penn Badgley, who plays the main character, Joe, yeah. they were tweeting him and, and making comments that were just very disturbing. It's and and these are probably, I'm assuming, younger... Okay, let me not assume that they're younger girls, but they're probably girls around our age. Yeah. And they're tweeting things. So I'm going to read you one that I found. I won't call out the names just so that we don't, you know, make... You can find them online. Yeah, you can, you can <laughs> find them online yeah. for sure. But so, for example... Um, there was like one, I guess, that wasn't so so out there, but one girl tweeted, finally finished you on Netflix. Am I the only one that kind of really liked Joe? Okay, so that starts off the, you know, the little problematic comments. But then we get into deeper things like, um, let's see here. Is it me? Is it just me or is Joe in the Netflix series you super hot and totally someone I would date? Oh Be right back calling my therapist. Oh my god. Okay, well, the ones I found. Oh. Penn Badgley had something to say about that, oh, which yeah. I'm glad because, like, it's problematic. But uh, someone had tweeted, say this, said this already, but Penn Badgley is breaking my heart once again as Joe. What is it about him? And his reply was, a murderer? Um, <laughs> the sarcastic, like, why don't you understand what's yeah. wrong with him? Did you guys see the video that he made, though? No, no I didn't see it. He filmed himself because he was, like, reading all these tweets, and he said, wow, you guys finally love me. It took me to kill people to get That's there. That's crazy. And then people were like, oh, my God, this is so done. I'm free. Try, still no. trying to fit in Mm-mm. in New York. like, But literally, he was like, oh, because uh, the video started about him, like, smiling, like, oh, I'm, gl- I'm glad you guys watched the show. Took you a lot to love me. I had to literally start killing people That's for so you guys wrong, to though. love me. And that that kind of brings out the the problem with girls yeah. liking that bad boy, you know. But where's the where's the limit? Where's the line between a a so-called so bad, bad boy? There was murder and yeah, torture in this. I'm yeah. like, are we really going for those kind of guys? Because well, I want to know. Apart from the murder part, like that's like. But on it's, its, it's own, a big like a thing. Limit. It starts like, right in there. There's yeah, a box there's and like there's the ex so many the boyfriend things in there. that made it so problematic yeah. to begin with. And there was another tweet that really kind of like bothered me. I just wanted to bring it up. I'm sorry. So I feel like some, I've read that one because I just have the Do you feel the vibe coming yes. off of me right now? Yeah. <laughs> so this one girl writes, um, anyone else watch you on Netflix and think, damn, this guy is really sexy and he's sort of solving this girl's problems. I think I could use a Joe. In what way has he solved her problem? I'm sorry. That is just ridiculous. I did not see that. Um, I think he solved her problems the way he no. the way he thought she needed to be. You know, like it's like in his own. But oh, let's head. encourage, you know, last, independence yeah. and like solving your yes. own problems instead of depending on others I mean, to solve your problems. Oh, my God. And if having you, a conversation about you with guys is just trouble because mm. like, you know, the way he went about it was not the best <laughs> way. But, he had but a lot of people are also blaming. So the the other uh, main character, Beck, they're also blaming her for being a certain way. They're saying that she's 
equally as di- no, like I don't think she's equal as bad. She's problematic is. for sure, mm-hmm. but no, she's she, not yeah. equally as problematic. The right. show, what I like about the show is that it's bad people doing good things and good people doing bad things. So yeah. like Beck is a good person. She just does really shitty things. Okay, so and what I, are so what are the things that you would you would call like quote unquote shitty? What are the things that she well, does I mean, she, that just so that him. the people who are like, listening can understand. So she's she cheats on him right. for one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she always mistreats him. Like, let's say if he was a good boyfriend, she mistreats him constantly. Like he's yeah. trying to be supportive, and then she like lashes right. out, and then comes back, and she's like, "I'm mm-hmm. sorry," and so they t- get together again. Right. Um, shitty in that sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, his shittiness is a little. And then she's bit, lying a lot. You know, like she would say, like her dad being dead to everyone, mm-hmm. and then her dad is dead. So there are a lot of underlying. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, they know now. It's yeah. all spoiling going around. Yeah, I think and you definitely know the entire show. If yeah, at this point, you know what's happening. So I and, and I think that it was good that it was that way because I think a lot of shows make it way too simplistic where mm-hmm. it's like, super nice girl, nothing to, you know, just no reproach, perfect, perfect, and then this mean guy come around and then all these bad things happen. So I think that they've made her, I'm not saying human, but mm-hmm. I think at least it's not this like snowflake right. persona that they always have and I didn't like her but it's because in general I don't like those kind of like her as a character but I don't mm-hmm. think it excused what he did right because a lot of people sure. are trying and I think to that's figure the out point like, that we're trying oh, to make here you know like she this she that so I'm like okay so there's a lot of problematic around mm-hmm. people around that doesn't mean they need to the, do the one thing through. like quote unquote solve her problem it's if you talk in a really dark in a dark way it's kind of true I guess because her dream was to be an author it was to be to reach the success writing and in the end she kind of did but it came at a price because but she's, she's dead she's dead yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so technically so like she's not benefiting dark, from any of it in a dark way I guess <laughs> he brought her to fame no. but it's not I can't bring myself to see that <laughs> I'm saying in a yeah. dark way. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah, we're not being like. You thing. know what? This is silver <laughs> lining. <in> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's dead, but she has a book that's been published. So, oh my god, wow. that's yeah. terrible. No, you see sure. Peach so and like back on the other side arguing about this. <laughs> if you wouldn't listen to me, we would both be alive. Look oh at my gosh. this. <laughs> no, for sure, and no. like. Oh, but Peach, though, it's like you'd had, like, two devils just playing in his life. Like, I couldn't even get to, like, like one more than the mm-hmm. other one or have one being less too. Evil. She was obsessive. Yeah, yeah obsessive because I just, I love the actress, Shay oh, yeah, Mitchell. Sh- so it's like, it was really Oh, Shay Mitchell, yes. Yeah. So it was so hard for me to see her in that role. I'm like, Shay, what, what happened? They're having you look so bad. <laughs> you are so good at it. Yeah. And I think that... It was interesting because both of them didn't like each other, but they were exactly doing the same thing. Mm. and At different levels. Exactly. Uh, well, obviously, Peach was not killing people. But she was snapping pictures of back Yeah, and she was pretending and, to like, be, like, suicidal and all these yeah. different things. And I was like, it's crazy because... I think to a certain extent, we do all know someone who's kind of like that, but not that overboard. I've known girls in high school all my life that whenever guys would drop them, yeah. they're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to kill myself. And I'm like, don't oh play gosh. around with that because this yeah. is not even funny. So I think that's where she lost me. I was definitely. like, suicide is an important thing. Mm-hmm. And let's not joke about it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, so right now we'll ha- go on a short our, uh, very first break ever <laughs> yeah. on our podcast <laughs> we're gonna take a short break and when we come back we'll continue the conversation and lead it towards another very problematic topic 
Are you thinking about a Master of Science in Administration? Attend the HEC Montreal MSc Information Session Thursday, February 7th at 6.30. Discover HEC Montreal Management specializations offered in English and in French, Finance, Data and Business, Financial Engineering, Global Supply Chain Management, User Experience and International Business. Attend the information session Thursday, February 7th at 6.30. Meet professors, learn more about the programs and administration. Register now at hec.ca. Nine out of 10 doctors recommend a steady diet of heavy metal riffs. And that last guy is a poser. So tune in to Sin After Sin, 10 p.m. every Wednesday for your weekly dose of old school earth shattering metal. Only on CJLO. Consuming riffs may cause whiplash and or liver failure. Please headbang responsibly. Hello and welcome back to Here For It uh, in Montreal on CJLO 1690 AM. So we're going to continue our topic on problematic shows on Netflix and uh, shows in general. I think that we all agreed have yeah. some problematic issues that we want to talk about. So just before the break, we talked about Joe Goldberg, who is the main character in the show You and how he um, pretty much manipulates and takes control over the other main character, Beck. And in the end, spoiler alert again ends up murdering her um so we agreed before the break that this <laughs> yeah, is definitely so. <laughs> something something that is problematic yeah it's that boyfriend behavior. okay so so speaking of problematic topics and and netflix shows i i don't know about you guys have you guys watched the um ted bundy documentaries i, I watched it the first episode yesterday right. um i kind of to be honest what i knew of him was like he was the charming serial killer which mm -hmm. is crazy and like he's growing more like 
in the spotlight now just because of the new movie with uh, Zac Efron. Oh my gosh. Which that's, is... That's a problem. <laughs> it's well, also which a problem. is a problem, but at the same time, he's supposed to be a charmer. Right. So who else You're right. to play him I was reading other that than today. Zac yeah. Efron? And I think that's what's even... What's the cra- like the scariest part of it all is mm-hmm. that it's he's gonna charm us like yeah probably oh I'm not, not watching the movie. so so what I was yeah so Annabelle's <laughs> 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 I've decided that I was not gonna watch the movie no okay so so what just to kind of um, frame the topic um, Zach Efron was chosen to play the um, famous I guess you can infamous. say infamous yeah that's a better word <laughs> thank you <laughs> um, Ted Bundy for the movie and. Um, people are talking about how that's problematic because Zac Efron was the heartthrob of our teen years, and yeah. or at least one of them. You know, everyone knows I mean, him from High School one. Musical yeah. and and all the and He's, some Nicholas Sparks. Yeah. Wait, didn't he? Yeah, he did yeah. one. He did one of the Nicholas Sparks. Charlie Sincloud. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that was a great film. Was. bringing it back <laughs> um so he's he's going to be playing ted bunny i think they released it already yeah the trailer i out. haven't watched it the trailer i felt almost looked like a rom-com mm, and it's that's more weird. like yeah i think that's how... what upset people the most well, okay. yeah and it was just more like how his wife is gonna deal with this mm-hmm. and i don't know maybe we'll see how the movie plays out but yeah. i think the rom-com angle is again like it, that's what's scary about it it's just mm-hmm. you're watching this as if it's a romance and it's about a serial killer and on top of it it's a real one mm-hmm. um but yeah that's yeah. the fact that serial killers have like a fan base is just it's weird it's weird yeah it's like, wrong why <laughs> yes exactly they released a documentary on like his the 25th or the 30th year of like his like so his death like, an anniversary yes because i didn't until did the, yeah because the last episode they tell you the date that he died and i was like whoa isn't that the date that they no one cares because no <laughs> one I, mean, I, I don't want to calculate things because i watched it in one sitting my mom who actually fy does not cannot listen shows she literally would watch it and be like okay i'm gonna just boil water okay i'm gonna call this person just randomly and okay. then she sat through the whole thing wow. and I, she doesn't even speak english but she was like this is messed up i gotta know more this is messed <laughs> up she didn't like him at all but she right. fa- like i'm not saying she found him funny but she was like how could okay. everyone find that it- attractive she was like i don't get how these people thought that this was an attractive thing because to her it was like he just looks crazy to me because mm-hmm. when you watched um the documentaries i knew of him because i read a lot of all serial killers but i didn't like I didn't think he was cute. I think it, my my tastes are just different. I would look at it and I'd just be <laughs> not like, your style. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess you you guilty. You just go in. <laughs> like I I yeah. don't I didn't feel for it, but I think that um, a bit like we talked about the the Joe and all of these different things. People like to think like, yes, he's a bad person, but for mm-hmm. me, he he wouldn't be a bad person. Right. But then you you die anyway. So I mm-hmm. think, and a lot of women, young girls would go to the trial and be like, he just doesn't seem like a serial killer to me. Um, he's so nice. He doesn't seem like he's mean. He doesn't seem like he would do anything to anyone. And I'm like, you can tell this man is like he's ill. He doesn't. He's not well. Right. But I think it's this. Um, if we're not gonna like go like murder-ish a lot of girls I don't say that it's a self-esteem thing because I, I, I'm i not a psychologist I don't know how that works right. out I've had maybe that when I was in high school you like we like some like it's a bad boy thing I think it's been marketed to us like like the guy the guy who's mean right. but for you he's gonna be good the guy who hurts other people but for you it's, it's gonna be protection <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah like, for some reason yeah 
We've seen this since high school, the whole, like, Twilight thing. Yeah. How is Edward Cullen a good boyfriend? He literally would watch her sleep, like, break into right. her, her room so and how watch long, her sleep. So how long do you guys think that... Maybe we're just realizing it now because it's becoming a very popular topic. Yeah. But how many shows have we watched that have this recurring theme of... of I, and I don't want to pinpoint, you know, the, the male versus female thing. Yeah. But I just want to talk about what's real and the fact that they have put male characters in this type of situation in this oh, type of you know because they know scene. it's because they know it's, right. it's like a reflection of reality it wouldn't work if it was some girl because i think i think girls in general if you read through someone's text mm-hmm. if you stalk then you're crazy mm-hmm. you're just crazy and i don't even have extra words they just call you crazy <laughs> yeah. but i think for guys uh even in rom-coms where like guys would send you flowers every day show up to your job talk to your friends it was always spinned as this romantic gesture of like oh yeah, my god can't you see how much he cares about you he's going through all these extra length for you it's like i didn't ask for none of this mm-hmm. but god forbid a girl would do some little snoopy snoopy around to find out about you oh she's nuts why is she talking to people about mm-hmm. you this is crazy so i think that it was a bit kind of like repeating what they had already seen and it became so ingrained in our heads that I'm not saying we didn't see it, but mm-hmm. we're like expecting it. Right. Let's say when we found out that Dan was Gossip Girl because he wanted to be with Serena, right. none of us were like, oh, that's messed up. We're like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, we overlooked it, is yeah. what you're saying. Okay. But in real life, you create a whole website, get everyone bullied because you want to date one person. Oh gosh, it wouldn't make yeah. sense if it was a girl. We'd call her bitter, we'd call her crazy. But because it's a guy, you're like, wow, look at all he's done for this one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think these characters are, like, seeping into, like, a real life where people are like, he's an actual murderer, but we can change him. Mm-hmm. For me, like... Yeah. Okay, okay, I see where you're going with that. But I want to know what you guys think about... So, specifically, let's let's say we're talking about the Ted Bundy yeah. uh, film. I'm sorry, I can't remember the, the title it's of the actual film. name. I, I really can't. I'm so sorry about that. But... They've chosen Zac Efron to play Ted Bundy. So what? how do you guys feel about them choosing Zac Efron specifically? I, I'd really um, like to see what, I think, hear what you guys have to say. Okay, physically, he kind of looks... The way the way that they've dressed him this, up. Yeah, the, I mean, obviously, like, he's yeah. dressed like him and he has, like... I find he even... It's like he has the same features. Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense, yeah, they, they're a good casting. Also, if he is a charmer, if he was known to be a charmer, mm-hmm. like... Obviously, you have to portray him with a charmer, yeah. someone who can play that. So, um, yeah. So those are the two arguments that are right now that yeah. I've been reading about. So people are saying it's definitely wrong that they're putting someone so attractive to play such a infamous, you know, dangerous person. And then the other side is saying this is exactly who he was. He was a charming, good looking guy. And that's how he that's how he pretty much, you know, got yeah. what he wanted was because he was that charming, good-looking guy. So there's two arguments out there right now. I mean, I get what they mean by the whole young girls are might fall for him, mm-hmm. but at this point, we can see that no matter what the actor looks like, they seem to be attracted to that for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I don't. But are they attracted to? Are they attracted to? I don't think they're attracted to what's what this person no, is doing. No, obviously not. Right, but. But like Annabelle was saying, there's this bad... Yeah, there's you know, this fantasy. I think it's the watching yeah. this person care so much mm. about the, the, the woman that they're doing all these things. Right. And but it's in, this whole like, oh, I wish someone was 
that crazy yeah. for me. And it's not like in your head because the day someone is that crazy for you, you don't want but any part is, of it. He wasn't doing that for any right. woman. He was that's just doing more, that for himself. That was more yeah. for Joe Goldberg that, yeah. that he was, you know. Um, but yeah, but that's because we you, saw it. Right, yeah. right. People who watch it thought it was made out of love. But mm-hmm. if you hear his voice, you can understand that he has little to do with Beck mm. and more to do about him and him trying to create a, a woman yeah. the way he tried to create it with his ex-girlfriend and she right. didn't fit it. And then Beck and then it doesn't fit. Right. And then at the end, you spoil it, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a girl in there and he probably thought I was going like, to be like, I don't know, victim number three. It's about like finding a girl that's the potential of who you want her to be and then not actually accepting her for who she is and wanting to create a persona. Mm-hmm. And I think that the difference between Joe and Ted is that Ted just, I don't, I'm not saying that he didn't have, we don't know what the relationships were with the victims because a lot of them were he like gender. Yeah, that's true. He had none. What he would do, I th- believe, um, again, just watch the first episode, but he would just, because he looked like an average guy, he would just be like, hey, like, can I give you a ride home? And also think about the think about the time that like the time that they yeah. were in, yeah, right. This, this is, is now we're not 60s, now we're not picking 70s. up rides. Seventies. It's the sixties and seventies. Right. Yeah. So basically, late sixties though, not early. So basically, he was just he was just an average looking guy. So mm-hmm. if someone would be like waiting at the the bus stop, he'd be like, "Do you want a ride?" Mm-hmm. And obviously, they'd say yes. He looks normal. Right. And then. Even I was watching an interview with one of his victims, I guess you could say that was a a survivor. Mm. And she even said, she was saying, you know, this was just, I was on my way to university and he kind of just pulled over and he said, hey, where are you heading? And then she told him, I'm going to this university. He's like, oh, I'm heading the same way. Like, do you need a lift? And then it was just so normal to be like, yeah, definitely I'll take the lift, you know. Nowadays, (laughs) you're not taking that lift. That's not happening. Someone asks you for a lift, you're taking down their license plate number and you're reporting them. That's that's I'll just walk. Yeah, exactly. Like, Like, I'd rather wait eight hours for this late bus, you know. In the weather, (laughs) I'll take the snowstorm by myself at the bus No, we're definitely more cautious and because way, of these situations yeah, and way for more sure. paranoid yes like this obviously like when it happened with in, reason you know, yeah with they did reason. say that yeah. at the time because uh, in the documentary they say that they didn't have a term for serial killers it wasn't right. a thing like in their it head it's yet. like you kill okay we got you or we don't have you mm. but you weren't meant to, they didn't think someone would kill over and over and over and over and right, over and okay. over again. Okay. They weren't prepared for it. They had, like, the way that he got arrested, that's why I like the documentary, it's so, it's a lot of, like, coincidental things. Like, he yeah. could have gotten away with it, but it's like, oh, he was there at the time for this crime, and then these people talked to mm-hmm. each other, and then they all met there, and like, oh, maybe we have the same guy. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have this... I'm not saying that no one thought maybe someone's going to be go crazy and kill a lot of people, yeah. but I, it wasn't a thing. So I think that's why people were not that afraid. Like, okay, two men died, but this guy is picking me up. It's probably not him. Mm-hmm. For me, if there's a guy in the loose and you tell me that he's killing college girls, whoever asks me for a car ride is a no. Oh, but I think sure. that at the time it's like, oh, there, it he, wasn't a thing. Someone died. It's not like someone's going to sure. die again. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I want to read some tweets about this also because just like there were some I haven't seen the tweets okay so I'm looking forward to so you know this one like I said there were there's two different sides to this argument that a lot of people are are talking about um so there was one girl that tweeted this was ridiculous and yeah and I mean it's sad okay so so it says I'm drunk so I love Ted Bundy come get me what that was her tweet obviously I'm not gonna say names there but 
Oh, she probably so, needs to be named. So someone yeah. needs to help her. So there's there are tweets like that, and then so someone else says, um, let's see. So my sister tells me Zac Efron is starring as Ted Bundy, and. After I watched the trailer, in an angry voice, I said, damn, now I'm in love with Ted Bundy. Thanks a lot, Hollywood. Things like that that are just, you know, those are definitely problematic things. Oh, there was another one. I'm sorry. I yeah. really have to say this one. Okay. So this one really, um, really triggered me. It says, if I was alive in the 60s and Ted Bundy looked like Zac Efron, I would 100% be dead. What? Yeah. No, this okay. Twitter, this is where the, the problem starts. A lot of users have to be banned from the this from Twitter. It's ridiculous. This is not happening. I feel like someone should. It's crazy. And this. and you know, I was talking to some friends in class about it today. Well, actually, during a break in class, I'm a good student. I don't talk during class. <laughs> okay, but sure. we believe you can. <laughs> no, but I was talking to some friends about it, and they were saying, you know, oh well, it's just a joke. You know, like people need to be a little bit less sensitive. But you know what? Even if it is a joke, there there are times where you can joke. And then there are times where it's it's too much. I also don't think, I think they're all jokes, to yeah, be honest. And I think like, that this is like Yeah, too I think much. some of them mean yeah. it. I don't think it's like, oh, ho, ho, now he's there. I'm not going to. Yeah. And also, I think because like you said, there's two sides. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm a really like black or white person. I'm like, OK, either I'm there, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, re- I don't know what gray is. Except, okay, I, I right. do wear a lot of it. But I mean, like in terms <laughs> of gray areas, I yes. just don't know those. So. I watched the documentary, but I was like, I'm not going to watch the movie because the way that one, the movie is being set up and the way that people are responding to it, I just feel really bad for anyone who still has leftover trauma from what had happened because it's Mm -hmm. been 40, 30, uh, Matt's not my thing. (laughs) I'd say 30 to 40 years. So some people are still alive and mourning. Well, parents, for sure, yeah. Parents, um, survivors. And I think that... It is one thing to have a documentary made out and like, okay, Mm -hmm. but then to have a movie and to see everyone mocking the person who tried to kill you or mocking the person who actually did kill your daughter. I think that, um, I don't know, the the movie, I I don't know because I haven't seen it, so I can't say what it's going to be about. I'm hoping that it's not going to be too much about the relationship because as much as they could try to make it about, it wasn't a big part of his life. Oh no, for sure. Because they did that. Because the documentary focused on the tapes where he talks like for hours, and he barely mentions the women he's been in love with. Mm-hmm. He talks about two girls, one which um, he wasn't with most of the time, and she had a child, and they were together, and and then one that the one he married in court, the one that he asked to, to like, would you marry me while he was interrogating oh, yeah. her, and. To, yeah, oh, yeah, he was, because you guys know that he was known to, like, show up to his hearing and pretend he was also a lawyer, so okay. then he asked, to, he asked to be his own defense, although he had defense with him, he'd be like, he showed up with yeah, boxes. He, and he, he, he wanted to be a lawyer, and yeah. because he didn't get into law school, he took it very personally, and he was just... But he got into not, law school, he just got into a lousy one. He didn't get into like you know day law school. That's yeah, well, like he, didn't get he into got into a night mind. law school that was not super like serious because he missed his graduation to court hearing, mm. and he really wanted to be a lawyer. And but like okay, let's. I'm going back to the girls. The right. the the women in his life, the one that he shared personal relationships with, have almost no play into 
whatever he's done. Like either the first one was like, I don't know, I I barely saw him after that time, and the last one was married and they had a child, but there was like this tiny portion of his life. So I think it would suck for them to have made a movie where the, the romance took more space than the actual okay. atrocity that he that the person he was. I like that they picked Zac Efron because like you said, it is kind of like love to hate thing. You don't want to see him in a bad position. But it, I think it, it crosses with how no one wanted him to be a murderer. His family mm-hmm. didn't want him to be a murderer. Right. The media didn't want him to be a murderer. Even the judge, if you watch the clips, sympathized with him. He was like, yo, I know you did it. I'm just sad because I like you as a person. Yeah. Like and, the journalist who, yeah. uh, in the first episode, he was saying that... Um, he actually shared a lot in common, but, like, superficially. Yeah. Like, they grew up in the same town. They moved in the same... Like, they literally moved from the same state to the same town. Yeah. They had common acquaintances and friends in school. And it's just the fact that he was literally the... Like, an Everyday, average... The, yeah, yeah, the guy next guy. door. Yeah. And so, yeah. he also had a problem with admitting that he did it even on death row i think and the only way they got him to like talk was because they're like listen because you're such a smart guy and you're like really into psychology explain to me why this murderer would have gone on a a, like a killing spree of these women and that's when he started talking yeah in the third person in the third person which is like i didn't know that really insane and it's insane because he doesn't admit to him killing anyone until the very, 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 I think the last 24 hours of his life, it's when he's like, okay, I did it. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing. They had a one-on-one interview with yeah. him. Like, yeah, 24 hours before he was going to be executed. And people think that he didn't, well, experts in the documentary think that he didn't do it just because he wanted to be set, like, his truth right. to be set free, but more like mm-hmm. it, he thought that would buy him more time, that people would be interested in him yeah. talking, so they would be like, no, let's delay this for as long as he's telling us about these things. But it's like, no, you've been scheduled. It's He he was also really interested in fame. That's yeah. what he, he oh, wanted. Yeah. He loved the spotlight. And I think if 24 hours before his execution, he said something, I think it was partially because of that. Like, he's going to go out out with a bang and he's like, yes, I am the murderer. And I'm not going to tell you why, but like, this is it. And then he dies. So weird because on his way to death row, he was in, in a minivan with the person who he was with. And he told the person, like, I'm going to kill myself. I'm not going to let them kill me. And then the person, then this he, is but from he was the documentary. Yeah, but he was holding a Bible, and then so the guy tells him like, "If you really believe that, you know, if you believe in your God, you've already killed a lot of people." Right. And I think suicide is also murder. So would you want to show up and have to say that you've killed? Because thir- he had admitted to thirty six people. Okay. So he's like, "Do you want to show up and have the number thirty seven? You're already in trouble right now. So you might as well like." You know, keep it together. Yeah. And then Ted, he said, Ted smiled at him and said, oh, you always say that you always know the right things to say to me. And it's that kind is of, so weird. It's kind of this weird. That's why I was like, OK, I want to I would like to see like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch it. But I would believe that if they can play into the twisted right. charming, mm-hmm. that would be chilling and good because that's pretty much what everyone around him. Said. I'll watch it. And I'll let you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let you know. Let me know. <laughs> But um, I was just afraid that it was going to be something else. That yeah. it was going to be about the woman. And it's I was just, like, oh. It's crazy, though, that he's become a meme. Like, my sister sent me this, um, literally, a meme the other day. Mm-hmm. And I th- didn't realize it was Ted Bundy. And oh I gosh. laughed because I thought it was funny. And then I was like, oh, shit. 
this is an actual quote and it yeah. was just literally him in the interrogation room and he asks the man he's like do you want to hear a joke about ghosts and he's like i really don't and he's just like that's the spirit and i love puns and i started okay, laughing okay. and then i felt really shitty about myself because yeah. i was like did i just laugh at a murderer's <laughs> joke well, look, it's like it's harmless <laughs> that you didn't realize yeah. who it was. It's not if you were like Ted, <laughs> fine. Go <laughs> Ted. I see but you. Like sure. it I want to bring it. I want to bring it because I was reading in Cosmopolitan. They had um, interviewed because Kathy. So her name was Kathy Kleiner Rubin. She was one of the victims of uh, Ted Bundy, and she came out and she was like, "I want, I want to say my piece. Like I want to say mm-hmm. what I think." This is after the documentaries came out and after the movie. I got the name. It's called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. I knew it long was a title. <laughs> To remember. This yeah. is like this is like a sentence. Right? I don't, I don't right? think it's a title. <laughs> okay, so she goes ahead. So they say in Cosmopolitan, they go, um, Kathy Kleiner Rubin was attacked by Bundy in her sorority at Florida State University in 1978. So how does she feel about Zach's portrayal of the man who tried to kill her? Surprisingly at peace. And then they quote her here. They say, so she says, I don't have a problem with people looking at it. And as long as they understand that what they're watching wasn't a normal person. That's what she told TMZ. And then she says, I believe that in order to show him exactly the way he was, it's not really glorifying him, but it's showing him. And when they do say positive and wonderful things about him, that's what they saw. That's what Bundy wanted you to see. So no, for sure. Yeah. 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 So they're pretty much. Yeah, they're she's there confirming, you know, that Zac Efron being chosen to play such a role is portraying exactly how Bundy wanted people to, to see, see him. him. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that we're seeing behind the scenes i mm-hmm. guess we know who he is now um i think it's gonna be yeah. chilling even mm-hmm. more chilling just because you're like you're kind of charming i like i see yeah. why people liked you as a person quote-unquote and but i guess that's how he got to his victims so easily and, yeah you know? like he was unthreatening he mm-hmm. was just an average guy and yeah i just can't get it off my mind how people are reacting on twitter i just i can't it does cuss me though it is it's, it's really i it's think really that it's so disrespectful because i i i can i can make serial killer jokes even if i wanted to just because i'm like there are people who were actually affected by it right. and are now having to really like, relive yeah. the whole thing so by respect like you can, they can't stop the movie it's out mm-hmm. but i think the only thing we can control is what they're gonna have to be subjected to and if you're just a regular joe on twitter and like every single day you see jokes about the guy mm-hmm. who killed your like your, your yeah child, that's that's eventually so you go crazy because sure. you're like well this is actual pain to me but now mm-hmm. it's a joke it's a punchline it's a romantic interest to these people yeah. when it's real lives have been affected right. so i think that's where i cannot go with the jokes and i cannot like try to like be oh it's just a joke or people don't mean it well they could think it if they want to mm-hmm. but don't put it out in the universe when people can actually yeah. be hurt by it now that you're talking about that i want to bring it because we watched the real right yeah okay and we introduced it to amanda not too long ago um i was watching they talked about that i think either it was today or it was yesterday it was very recent i was watching just a small clip on youtube from the real and I was so upset by that little clip of like three minutes when they talked about it. They completely like it was usually they're really good at addressing topics. I haven't topics. seen it, but go ahead. OK, so usually they're really good at addressing topics, you know, serious topics, more more of a, you know, concerning topic yeah. to talk about. They're really good at addressing it most of the time, in my opinion. The one that I saw today, 
I was so disappointed because so there there are four panelists, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the girls says, you know, well, at least the girls had something nice to look at before they died. What? No. She didn't say it exactly in those words, so don't quote me, but <laughs> I can tell I can tell you 1000% she that's what she said the, along those lines she said you know at least it wasn't someone ugly that they were looking at and so the way she said it and i was like i was literally i sat there my jaw had dropped and i was just stuck there i was frozen i was like how oh. how how you know and then they brought it into the fact that you know girls like bad boys but no that's so wrong and and then i was reading the comments on on the youtube post and i was reading the comments and people were like this is so disrespectful to the families of those victims. Yeah. It is I hope, so they, I hope they come out and apologize. That's what that's what a lot of people were saying is that there's probably going to be an apology. That's the thing. I think when Hollywood gets into real life mm-hmm. stories, yeah. a lot of people take out the facts and the emotions and yeah. the victims and they focus on like the, the thing itself. It becomes like a film. It becomes like, oh, Yes, Ted Bundy, he, he, he. But it's like, if it hadn't been turned into a movie, how would you feel about him? I don't think you'd be making these jokes. But because there's a movie coming out, people kind of like decriminalize the thing and try to humanize him for what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have I just think that even if you thought these things, which I th- think are twisted, right. I think there's a matter of like, okay, I'm not going to say these things out loud because I don't know who's listening and who can be affected by that. So I'm also equally disappointed. Right. It was it was really intense. And I think that there's something they're going to have to make up for that. For I that hope mistake. so. Tomorrow. Oh, for they sure. They have a live show. So yeah. hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I hope so. Oh, my gosh. They, ha- they have to. I mean, at this point, it's just. It's I think so there's, insensitive. Yeah, and it's also just, there's just so much talk about this specific topic. Yeah. You know, that I feel like the the victims are reliving the entire, the entire yeah. you know, situation. This is just, it's sad. Okay. It's, it hurts me. Yeah. On that note, we're going to take our second break ever. <laughs> and we'll be back shortly with uh, more conversation on this. TD presents Sakuga Bambino, one of the most famous singers on the continent of Africa. As part of the Nui Dathrik year-round concerts, Sukuba Bambino will be accompanied by his prestigious orchestra on Saturday, February 16th at Teatre Le National. For more information, visit productionnuidathrik.com. Dust off your boots, pour some sweet tea, and tune in to the freshest of folk, roots, acoustic, and more, along with some favorites from the past. The best of old and new meet together in The Alley, every Wednesday at 4 p.m., only on CJLO 1690 AM. I don't 
So we're back. You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM and we are the podcast here for it. So right before the break, we were talking about um, the Ted Bundy situation and how a lot of people are reacting to it and the problems and reactions in general. Um, The song that just played over the break, the mini clip of the song was Fortress by Lennon Stella who actually is coming to Montreal in March. So if you're looking to go see a good concert, I'm sure it'll be great. Um, so we have just a few minutes left for um, our fir- first podcast. And we were talking over the break, the timeline of shows, because we realized this, I guess, through our conversation, the timeline of the shows that we've watched throughout the years, and I guess little problematic things that we didn't really see as issues at first, and then only now that... Um, these big um, situations that are coming out are we realizing these problems so um, I wasn't ready Annabelle, to talk about Chuck you weren't Pass ready and it's just, you weren't it ready. hurts me I don't even want to go into my relationship with Gossip Girl it is actually a problem I've <laughs> no. watched it 11 times really I get surprised every time I watch it it's like I'm so emotionally attached to it that I can't watch it anymore mm-hmm. if I watch like, it again I'm gonna cry I think um, I watched like two seasons and I'm then not, I stopped oh yeah, I'm not gonna lie I, I've never finished it either <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just, not gonna lie to I you <laughs> so disappointing i had the i know who don't gossip do. girl is yeah uh, just well, because everybody point, knows but yeah, it was a, it's a one problem thing. but i think yeah. when you w- love a show so much it can get hard to be rational about it there's and a there's an emotional attachment yes, to them for I sure remember thinking like no but i love them so much together that i'm just gonna bypass all of this mess mm-hmm. chuck and blair right yeah because Blair was my favorite so like when she got with chuck at first i was like yeah i'm not sure about that right. and at just, the end Yay! I think it's because we like a good redemption story. Right. I think that's the problem because we all yeah. want, you know, when you 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 see someone, you know they're bad. You just want them to be good so much. <laughs> yes, but the things that he would do, like there's this one scene I remember when I was a teen and I watched it and I loved it just because um, the actor was like talking in his real british accent and obviously i swear oh yeah i forgot yeah. about that anyway, <laughs> yeah you know how much that messes me up when i yeah. see that well yes i like chuck bus is actually british a lot of them are no. yeah not not so much from gossip girl but i'm just saying yes. like in general, oh, in general yeah yeah, yeah. they're better at making american voice and american record okay 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 but we, we should know that now <laughs> <laughs> so basically um Blair was dating this other guy and she was in a dark room and this other guy was had a British accent. So Chuck comes in, pulls off this like British accent to like make her think that it's this. the boyfriend and they make out. And <gasps> then what she like you're you're come you find out that she knew it was Chuck. But no, but like, not only that, there are contra- like there's a controversial. Just, you don't do Chuck that. Chuck Bass. OK, not only did that happen. I, yeah, that was that no, I didn't even know about, about Jenny. OK, oh listen, that's what I was going to. That's I what I was taking it to. We always bring back Chuck from season one. Yes, okay. Chuck from season one was, was a very, well, because very he was problematic. Yeah, very. like 
I think the show makes you want to empathize with him. No. But that once, no. <laughs> but he did it twice. The second time, I was like, you know what? Now you just you just crazy. Yeah. Because the first okay. time, um, Jenny was way too young. She was about right. 13, she was like 14. 14, I think. And That's then just... he was like 17-ish, 16, so, 17. So let's tell them what happened. Okay, so spoiler alert again if you haven't so, seen Gossip Girl after 1,800 Jenny years of it being on. was, um, I guess, <laughs> thirsty for yeah, exactly. um, the life. And then he knew that she really wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. So he kind of preyed on that. And she had no friends at the party. Right. And she was an outsider. So he asked her if she wanted to come on the roof so they could talk. Mm -mm. Jenny was like, oh, kind of suspicious in her head. But she figured, well, it's, he won't hurt me. And also she probably knew, like, you know, he hangs out with, like, my yeah, older these brother. People and, and, the and everything. That, yeah. and so, well, like, they were all in that same, like, kind of circle. circle. Yeah. Yeah. They were, so, like, on the outside, just still on the lines. And then when they go on the roof, um, he's trying to get her to drink. She's not really drinking with him. And now he's like trying to get the kiss mm -hmm. her and touch her. And she pulls, she's trying to push him away. And then he pulling, is pulling closer. And hadn't it been from her brother showing up, we don't really know what the course of the night well, would have been. Well, actually, right. like I read the book. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I read the book and I think it goes a little further. There's books? In the book. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, I don't read the books because it would just be, no. No, I, I remember so in high school, one of my friends gave me the book and that scene went a little further than in the show. Okay. Um. So yeah, Chuck Bass is, to say, she's just a terrible person and it's just so sad that teenagers were rooting for him and like, me but included. they made it so easy i'm mm -hmm. telling you because i've watched it 11 times oh my god and 11 <laughs> times there was never a time where i was like oh you are little bastard like i'm telling you the and again it's the way they do it and they use a guy because mm -hmm. guys when they have trauma then the you kind of like excuse whatever they do okay but girls when they have trauma it's like oh Why would she do that? Because Serena, it's like if we're going to talk about female and, and male, Serena also had issues of right, her own, like right. a father, a distant father, and stuff like that. But whatever she did, there was no pity from both girls and boys. Mm, okay. We were like, oh, Serena's crazy. Why would she do that? She's a bad person. But Chuck, no mother in his life, bad relationship with his dad, unsure about the future, excuses it all. That's why he's yeah. messed up. That's mm, why he has a relationship. That's that's, so I think we empathize with the broken bird and the man but we can't we just devilize women when they have yeah. baggage so it played out well because as the season go on i think i don't know if the writers knew but i think they knew they were like we can't sell this guy if he stays this way yeah. the show's gonna be a mess because everyone's gonna want this guy out point. so by season two his dad dies so then they just kind of like spin off this whole like he's depressed he's sad and then after that he becomes a good person like, well a good person. wait his dad dies well fake dies okay that's what i thought i was like i thought he yes, was no there. So but that's the thing he dies <laughs> says the girl who never actually watched the entire series because we don't know he, he he's not dead until like right, very right. late so okay. like you you were meant to like forget about the season one right. because so many that's... bad things happened to him after that you're just like oh my god another bad thing yeah, okay. it's like wait but you're a bad man so obviously bad things should happen to you okay. that's the thing though they do make us forget about season one but another um character who is problematic but this time he's from another show and yeah. who's not as obvious let's just say as chuck bass is Ezra from Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, um, but okay, okay. Like, so this is a teacher. This is a teacher-student relationship you're yeah, talking about. Basically, now. So, they're both at fault for this. I wouldn't yeah. say he's at fault only. I mean, yeah, he is. She's he, a 16 he's definitely <laughs> no, he's definitely at fault. But I'm saying yeah. like, like. So basically, come on. what happens like, is that 
Um, Ezra is like a 23 year old out of uni. He's but uh, think about how that te- started. Okay. If I can yeah. just if I can just like jump in there for a second. So they met at a bar before the school semester started. Yeah, sure. And she lied to him about her age, which is fair, which I think I think where Amanda's coming from is that the second he knew that mm. she was yeah. underage. No, you're right. That's when he should have actually yeah. ended it. For sure. But I he think, did but not. But he did not. No, no. Like, it was basically. He tried he was, to end it and then weakened and came back okay, to her. Yeah, okay, so okay. basically throughout the whole series, they're on and off, right. on and off. Okay. And I think he was threatened, like someone threatened to him uh, to like get him fired. He still dated her. And then in the end, I think they're like, they live happily ever after. But it's all forgotten that. Yeah, they yeah, might be like so from the outside. Mm-hmm. If you count like the actor's actual age, they could be a cute couple. But yeah. if you consider the fact that she's a sixteen-year-old yeah. dating a twenty-three-year-old who is her teacher, yeah. that's just then pro- like, it's just, oh, there's the problem. The and then like, over here. they yeah. make it just seem like uh, they. It's just they have to face these problems in their relationship, yeah. and then they'll grow stronger. But that's not just a small problem, yeah. like that you can. like go Mm -hmm. over it's like illegal i feel you have an example of a show you want to share with us that i want (laughs) to yeah like that that's when i lose words Um, (laughs) oh my gosh there so i guess the one of the shows that i can think of is um i guess i was saying buffy the vampire slayer yes which i guess like annabelle for me buffy is the one where i'm just like it's my like that's soft your baby spot. that's, that's just, your baby i rewatched and they knew they would make us like that right yeah well the thing is is that that's i initially mm. rooted for angel if you don't know like obviously i'm sure most of you know what buffy the vampire slayer is yeah it's about a teenage girl she's a vampire slayer and throughout the series she falls in love with first angel who is um the tortured vampire who wants to be who has a soul and like he wants to be good mm-hmm. um and they fall in love and he's generally a good guy except right. when he i think he loses his soul he becomes like completely evil um and atrocious and okay. then later on in the series in the seven season series she falls for spike who initially started off as the bad guy and then fell in love with her and in the end tried to become good um so where was that scene that was really intense this is how many times i I watched the show uh (laughs) it was in season five um exactly what episode i cannot tell you anymore but so there's a when he finds out he loves buffy he decides to forcefully show her that she loves him too um and i like they make it show that he was out of control and he didn't mm-hmm. mean to, but he tried. He tried to rape her, and it was in wow. the washroom, and she had a bruised back because of it. She felt, and people were still rooting for him afterwards. Afterwards, a lot of people rooted for him, and oh it's so sad because by season seven, when spoiler, I'm so sorry, he sacrifices himself for the greater good. You completely forgot about that episode single scene in season five, including me. Like I, I was just like, it's Spike. He's he's Be- changed, and okay, you forget so, about it. Is so that's, that's something. Crazy. I guess that's that's the general theme for this entire talk was the fact that people 
are are just forgetting the bad. Or that you don't forget. You just kind of like the charming put it under the rug done. and then kind of like focus on the yeah. things that make you comfortable with the person. But yeah, and yeah. so for I, example, yeah. Sorry, go I ahead. I was just gonna say, but the thing that I can say is that I. I'm happy that looking back on it, I just I know where the line is, and if I would rewatch right. it, I'd probably not. Right, right, right. Fall you would for it see again. What, where the wrong is. Yeah, I would see. Definitely, where, I would probably like the character as a character, just right. because I'm a writer and I like characters, right. but not as a person. Right. So, so looking back now, just to to wrap it a, up sweetly, a wrap up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we had Joe Goldberg. The murderer and Total manipulator creepy. and creepy stalker. Then Watch we have the Ted show. Bundy, who is also a crazy um, psychopath. Yeah, in real life. In real life. Sociopath, then you have the characters but... that we grew up watching and loving. Some, and loving. Yeah. Yeah. You know, bes- like in s- despite 